0: Now, can you guys hear the yeah. SOS? Yeah. Okay. now See, yeah. we missed all that gold, man. This is... This is take it. 25. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> we blew it. Oh, it's all right. All right. It's all well, weird. I blew it. See, so you guys yeah, yeah. did everything you were supposed to do. I did. <laughs> but that's okay, because we got Just to take so reason. We'll spend some more gold here. Yeah. Um, So, at any rate, you know, like I was telling you guys, in the first take... Um, that uh, you know, we we actually took that storage room and we converted it, closed we, we it, uh, we plywooded it, and um, my drummer worked for a mattress manufacturer, so he had all this old mattress stuffing, and that's what's behind the lighting so, Oh, so like the soundproof stuff? Well, sound resistant. It's got be soundproof. soundproof. I mean, you can actually you can hear the drums. Um, my, my house in that area is three houses down from my drum. Okay. It's where my kids live now. Gotcha. And you can hear the drums all the way down there. Unfortunately, it's out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. so most of the neighbors don't hear yeah. guns Our drummer,
1: Casey, he's in a neighborhood, but his uh, um, room is like... From the the window, and everything. Yeah, so you can't really
0: hear it really outside. Oh, just just to let you guys know. Um if don't mention any names. Um, if somebody ticked you off or something like that, you know, don't don't mention their name. Yes. Let's, you know, yeah. so, I mean,
1: They'll be coming yeah. after us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, this is good. This is live, too. This is going to be heard by tens of people.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 it's going to be heard by tens of people.
1: I mean, you never know. You never well, know.
0: Well, you never know <laughs> who could be listening. Yeah. You know. My mom's not even listening. Your mom would probably listen. Yeah, she probably is. <laughs> what What are they saying with all that music? Hi
2: mom.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, do it, do it. Hi mom. I love you. Hello mom. Mother. Oh, that's how. Hello, hello, mother. <laughs> okay, now, now, take two. I think it's take two. Yeah. Take two of yeah. the beginning of Thoughts from a Lawnmower with Will Rouser. And I'm here with some uh, special guests uh, on episode five, and my buddy uh, Nate Pagnol, hello everybody, and Adam Strickland, yeah, which is his partner. Of- See, I got it right on this yeah. time. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I could remember. I had it. I had it right here in my notes. Um, but anyway, and they are part of a musical duo called Gerson Canos. All right, now would you, again, yeah. <laughs> this take, would you go ahead and explain what that means?
1: Um, so it's French, uh, and it stands for the hot boys.
0: The hot the boys. Hot boys. Yeah. All right. Do you guys know any? Is that, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or did you look in the mirror a and couple. went, you, you looked in the mirror <laughs> and you went, uh, yeah,
1: Garrison Canos. That's uh, yeah. okay. I <laughs> see.
0: All right. Well, um. One, obviously, um, for those who've had a chance to tune in to my previous episodes, one of the things that, um, one of the basis for the podcast is that I like to talk about what is music. my opinion, what th- there, you, Adam, say that again, what music, yes, I like yeah. music <laughs> and I, it, it's, it's about what I think. And it's, you know, I have varied opinions on many different things, but one of my passions of course is music and, uh, uh, I'm being a guitar player and whatnot. And so, uh, clearly, these two have a passion for music. Now, I will say uh, that because you guys are so significantly... like, How old are you, I'm uh, 20. You're 20 and... 19. You're 19. 20 and 19. Well, I'm 52. So, there's a significant generation gap. And, and now it's not that that we don't like some of the yeah. same things because we do, yeah. but yeah. Um, clearly your style is not in my wheelhouse. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It just happens to be the way it is. And so I kind of would like you. You know, whichever one of you wants to talk about, uh, start off. What what is your style? What is what is the thing that that? Let's start off with your style, and then we'll talk about some influences and stuff like that.
2: I think as far as my style. It's, like, the modern-day version of the old-time rock stars. Like, all of them, like, Metallica and stuff, just big crowds, high energy. And a lot of the rappers nowadays, they're kind of transforming, like, mosh pits are now at, like, rap-performing, like, groups and concerts. Like, you see mosh pits when that used to be just a quote-unquote metal thing to do was mosh at concerts. But, Yeah. yeah. A lot of my influences, it's, like the the obvious ones the newer ones like chelsea grin and all them rings of saturn the old ones metallica mashuga all of them then rappers it's i go with old school and new school too like the older school is like the nwa notorious big and some of the new ones that i'm really into lil uzi trippy red all them they influence my sound those are the because i have kind of two sides to my music i have what me and nate do which is rap and all that mm-hmm. stuff and then on the side a lot of people don't know but we do metal stuff too so i I have right. like influences from multiple different genres and then coming from
0: so you're just trying to to meld the, the, the yeah
2: sometimes our, our our styles mix like we have some songs that are kind of like darker in tone like metal type stuff like yeah. a dark metal but it's still like Rap. And then yeah. we have, like, indie songs that sound like yeah. Tame Impala or something. Yeah.
0: Well, now, it's interesting because um, now I, I, I saw your video. I haven't been to a performance. Um, bad me, I know. <laughs> uh, I haven't been to a performance. But, of course, you know, I give you guitar lessons for yeah. a while. And, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, clearly, I, you know, I mean, you were already kind of in a direction. Yeah. You already kind of picked your direction. So I just kind of, um, you know... A lot of a lot of the things that you uh, gravitated towards were already in my wheelhouse. And yeah. excuse me, obviously, um, hey, it's live, folks. If you hear a burp, you hear a burp. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, fortunately, you can't. Fortunately, you can't smell a fart. You know, thanks, Adam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, truly, we're sorry. <laughs> uh, but um, the the thing is, is that you kind of came in after i had already Mm -hmm. started working with him um so you know we're we're this is actually the first time that you and i have had actually any kind of uh real interaction other than hey man Mm -hmm. how you doing nice to meet you you know that kind of thing nice to see you um but uh at any rate so you you kind of you you kind of went it looked like you were going like a a math metal direction kind yeah. of thing. And then you kind of took a right turn. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, it's not a criticism. Yeah. I just, I just, it, it, I, I, I had a, I had to kind of see Yeah. where you were going with this. Cause I'm like, you know, did I, did I give them all these guitar lessons for, for no reason? Yeah. And, uh, so kind of, kind of tell me, uh, tell the listeners, uh, <laughs> tell me how do you, you know, what, what made you take that turn, or or did you just kind of look at this as an opportunity, and and it just kind of blossomed from there, or what?
1: Um. So, uh, um, I used to play guitar like a lot. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I still do, but I just don't take it, you know, like as seriously as I used to. Um, and basically what. Turn my interest i guess is that i did like want to do the whole math metal stuff like that um but uh me and adam started hanging out a lot more and then i noticed that he was like really into rap and then he went and uh make he went to go make a song and he asked me to be on it and um it was just like you know something just for fun yeah just for fun just and um kick around we post it on SoundCloud, and then uh, next thing you know, like in the first week, it gets like 500 views, and we're like, okay, you know, that's pretty good. Um, and then people start DMing us and messaging us, talking about, you know, when are you guys making more music like that. We're like, oh, we're okay. I guess people like us, so I guess we're gonna actually take this serious. So that's, I guess, what made me uh, change my direction.
0: I see. So now you haven't eliminated. Guitar from your no, from the process. No, because no, so like I you're a bass player, right? Yeah. So, um, I you, you haven't you haven't eliminated that from from you've just because I, I I know when I saw your video and and you know you were basically doing two tracks. Yeah. You know now were those tracks that 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 you guys you went ahead and recorded those tracks yourselves? Yeah, yeah. those
2: were all release songs. And what we did for that performance is we. We took all the files like in our recording uh, software, we, we took the track that had all of our vocals and all the effects, and we just made it into one mp3, and then took it into another folder. So where we could have one line was the track with all of our lyrics and everything, and then we had the vocal track so we could still run like our effects, like our echo, our reverb, right, our right. ambience, auto-tune on some of the songs. And we ran that into the live mic, so we had all those yeah. effects on our live uh, vocals, and then we kind of just turned us up a little bit more, so all you, it wasn't like the track is all you could hear. We wanted like the audience to be able to hear our voices, so we had us a little up, and then the track kind of played in the background. We had it fade in and like fade out, okay. and it just led to now, one track after the other.
0: Now, so you're you're basically playing the master track with yeah. no vocals on it, and you guys are doing the vocals live. Is that correct? Or, the vocals or were on have... it.
2: It was just turned down. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, now, <clears throat> I have to ask, you know, was, was this because you're like, you, you can't get a band together, so you wanted to do something, so you rather than wait to piece a band together to, to perform the music, you just said, well, we're going to write these songs and we're going to present them in this format so that we can actually go out and perform. And, you know, we don't we don't have to wait for a drummer. We don't have to wait for another guitar player. We don't have to yeah. wait for a vocalist. We just, we, you know, we've already written the songs. So we're going to go out like this. Now. Is, is that your intent to stay like that, or do you hope to build a band around that, or um, what? As
1: far as uh, Gerson Canos, um, we're just doing, like, um, the traditional, like, what um, other rappers are doing nowadays, like the um, really famous ones. Um, all they do is just, um, you know, have the beat, and then they just literally just rap over it, um, have it recorded, then they send it out, and then whenever they perform it they have literally the master track with their vocals in it. And all they do is just get hype with the track and get the crowd hype and sing over their own vocals and stuff like that. But, um, we also do, uh, like Adam said, have another band where,
0: um, Oh, so you have another project. Yes. Yeah.
2: We have our rap duo that is what mainly everyone knows us for. Right. And then that's, what we performed at our last uh, concert, the fifteenth, uh-huh. it was our rap group. We opened up for a yeah. smaller band. The Crooked Colt. Crooked Colt. And then, what March seventh? March seventh. Yep. March seventh is our next performance. But people were asking. They were like, "When are you guys performing again? When are you guys performing again?" But we told them we're performing March seventh. But it's not our rap group. It's, it's our gonna metal. be our metal band yeah. that I we see. put together. Yep. And people were like oh that's cool we'll still come to it and then the band that we opened up the last performance they're gonna open up for us yeah and then we're gonna be I the, see. the headliner
0: okay now I, I obviously you're gonna be playing guitar in that
2: um
1: actually no you're not no um so uh, I'm the vocalist Adams is the bass player um then I have uh, my other really good friend uh, Jaden he's gonna be the guitarist. And then, um, our other really good friend, Casey, he'll be on the drums. Now, are you
0: ever going to play guitar, or are you just... Um,
1: yeah, so, um, actually on our, uh, um, not the, uh, metal stuff, but the rap stuff, um, I actually recorded, um, some guitar for the last EP that we just dropped, um, and we have it set up to where I'm playing the guitar the whole time in the track and then Adam's the only vocals in the track so that way if we perform it live since I'm not really good at singing and playing at the same time mm-hmm. I'll be able to play the guitar while he sings the song uh, it's, okay. an, it's that's an acoustic cool. track yeah. okay that's um, a good
0: setup so so now you're using it for writing then yes you're, you're, you're using it for as a color so you're not yep. you're not really trying to be a guitar player you're just trying to you, know, you kind of in a way you're kind of doing like Prince does you know he, he yes. did he yeah. you know he he just kind of, I mean, obviously he was a great guitar player, but, you know, he was also, uh, he, was, he was a good drummer. He was a good yeah. keyboard I, yeah. I, I, Matter of fact, interesting side note, um, I saw him perform, uh, I mean, i never seen him live, but I saw him perform, I want to say, this goes back quite a lot of years, but I think he was playing on the uh, Rosie O'Donnell show or something that affected us back in the 90s. Um, so, I mean... You two were but babies, <laughs> um, and uh, now they're like huge. But anyway, yeah. um, the uh, he played piano, and I was stunned at how good he was on the piano. Oh, yeah, I bet he was just—I mean—and then he went from the piano to play guitar because you know he has—he had a—he yeah. had a great band. And he went to play guitar and I was just like, you know, I, I was never really a big Prince fan, but not because, not more because of his material didn't necessarily appeal. I mean, some of it did, but, yeah, you know, but his musicianship was outstanding. Oh, yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I'm glad that you're incorporating that and you should, because, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to draw all colors you know you might as well you might as well use everything you got yeah um so have you noticed now this this kind of this uptick all it's has it is it because you haven't been really together all that long yeah i mean i know you've been friends for a little while but yeah Yeah. um as as a as a musical unit you haven't Mm. really excuse me again um you haven't really uh you haven't done much playing. Yeah. So uh, has has there been like a, this upswing of fans or uh, yeah, yeah actually. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah. we started probably a year and a half Don't ago. We started on the psycho ones.
0: <laughs> well, dude, do, do tell. <laughs> oh god.
2: We we started around a year and a half ago and then our first performance was actually January, February.
1: Um, it was of last year.
2: This year. Oh, this year. Uh, so yeah. this
1: it was this month. Then. I I think it was last month. I, no, it was January. It was January. Oh, so it 16th. was January. Okay. Yeah.
2: January sixteenth was our first performance. Yep. And that was in Columbia, South Carolina, for this. Oh, that's team. right. Yeah,
0: I remember hearing about that. And I, now, you know, was were they pretty receptive to? Yeah, Ooh. they gave us
2: a lot of feedback on stuff that we could do better, but it was mainly. They pretty much gave us the feedback of nothing is wrong with your music, just have a little bit more stage presence. Ah, yeah. And that that was our first performance. Well, that's,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's typical.
2: Yeah, but we totally switched it up. Getting your feet wet kind of thing. We switched it up the next performance. The the
1: only thing wrong, though, with uh, that performance, I feel like, um, was that it was... um, they just didn't really set everything up right, if that makes sense. Oh, it, it, oh, believe me. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, like, for Boy, instance, does that make sense. Um, the, the mics were super yeah, hot. Yeah, the mics were super hot. Adam's was too low. Mine was way too high, so in if you um I'll show you a video later of us performing, you'll hear me like screaming over Adam. Right.
0: So I have to hold my mic like way right. out here, you know. So you had to make it just well. Let me tell you, fellas. I, <laughs> okay, I've I've been there. Okay, yeah. I've had great sound guys. I've had bad sound guys. Yeah. yeah. I've had great venues. I've had bad venues. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can tell you, I've, have you ever, have you ever seen the movie Spinal Tap? No, no. Okay. I highly recommend that you two rent that movie or get that movie. You can, you can find it on YouTube. I'm sure you, you know, and it's kind of old, you know, but, uh, it's a Rob Reiner film and it's what they call a mockumentary, Okay. uh, where they, they, it is, it's a fictional band. But they do exist. But gotcha. it's a fictional ba- band, um, and the but it's all comedy and it's all set up um, around this band. It's actually three guys. They always have a drummer, but something unfortunate happens to the drummer all the time. So, gotcha. You know that's part of the joke. Yeah. And then, but there's all sorts of things in it that you will see. And every people, everybody, every people, everybody who's ever watched that movie. Every rock band will tell you that they have a Spinal Tap moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know one of the, one of the classics in the movie is uh, where they're supposed to be coming out of uh, the these these uh, uh, cocoons, all right, on stage, and so the the lead guitar player and the rhythm guitar player. Managed to come out of their cocoon, but the bass player is stuck in his cocoon, (laughs) and he can't get out. And the song finally ends, and all of a sudden it opens up. And there's another one um, where they use a set for Stonehenge. And it's just, I don't want to give the whole movie away, but it's it's stuff like that. Or another one where they're supposed to be booked to play this this awesome place, and it turns out to be... uh, some kind of old folks home dance or something <laughs> like that. So you got this heavy metal yeah. band, you know, and it really stuff like that happens. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it does happen. And it's, it's called paying your dues. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just all part of the. I mean, if you, you know, you, you're a fan of Metallica, you know, and I remember, I remember when Metallica came out, I was 15 when, when 14, 15 when their first album hit. And, uh, you know, you, you read the stories of some of the stuff that went on, and, and you're just like, "Yep, there's a Spinal Tap moment." Yeah. And All bands have these Spinal Tap moments. So we've had them. Uh, it's and you kind of look back at them and you kind of laugh because it's just it's all part of the experience. Yeah. You know. So I'm gonna tell you if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, expect crap. Yeah. I mean, you know, but the music's worth it. You know, it, yeah. it's fun. So um, now uh are you uh when you're I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of gear this and feel free to jump in on yeah. anything, you know, if, you know, don't don't just I, I don't want to this is yeah like I said, this ain't an interview, this is kind of a conversation, yeah. you know. So I um, mean if you got something you want to throw out there, uh, go ahead and throw one, out there. One thing I did want to say though
1: is that um at the uh warehouse, the Crooked Colt, um we were uh we're fortunate enough to know, you know, uh the members of Crooked Colt. And um, yeah. since they, like, owned the warehouse, um, they let us uh, set up and sound our own stuff. So Oh, that's while, cool. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So while we were performing, I was
0: um, doing the sound myself, so that way nobody else would mess right. it up. Yeah. you yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll tell you, and that's that's pretty cool that the that, that band's going to let you do it. There's an old thing because it used to be a, a lot of bands, you know, the opening act, they would... What, or not the opening act, but the headline act, they would just make sure that the opening act didn't have enough stage space, you know, or they couldn't use certain kind of lighting. Or yeah. They weren't, you know, we're not going to have, you know, your name is not going to be bigger on the billboard than ours and stuff yeah. like that. But you got to remember that the people that you see coming up are the same people you're going to see going back down. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's always good to have a good rapport, even with bands that may not necessarily be your thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, I I have friends and bands that I you know, their 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 music doesn't do anything for me. But yeah. it's not that's just my personal taste. Yeah. That's that's not it's not anything to do with them. It's yeah. just you know that's not my personal taste. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same way. I've had people come to perform and say, well, you know, I ha-, you know, I'll be like, what do you think? And they're like, well, I have to be honest, it's not really my thing. That, that's cool. Yeah. I'd rather you be honest with me. You know. You know, I don't I don't I don't want somebody to, to pretend to like something that they that they don't like. Yeah. You know, where's where's the where's the fun in that? Oops, sorry about that. Um, so I mean that that's good that, that you had that experience. Yeah. And then um It's also, not gonna happen all the time though. Yeah.
2: yeah, when we actually when they started passing the flyers out, they promoted it at like all the high schools and stuff and they were hanging flyers and people were like so you guys are like punk rock, and you're you're having rappers yeah. open up for you. <laughs> it was a good mix, though. And people were kind of questioning that. They're like, you're gonna have rappers and have like this rap and all this type of music, and then switch to punk rock with a drum set and guitar and bass and all like right. all that stuff. And the band Crooked Colt, their lead vocalist was just like, trust me, it's gonna be amazing. Right. And it's gonna be something like you haven't experienced before. And then people showed up, and that crowd was amazing. Cause most of it, most of the people there listened to our music before they knew the lyrics. Cause there was sometimes I would jump off the stage, and be singing my part or rapping my part, and there were people, there were people looking at me, singing my lyrics back to me
0: right. while I'm walking past them. Isn't that something? When yeah. you know, when somebody, when somebody that maybe you don't know, yeah. you know, and they and they're like, you know the. You know the songs. Yeah. You know, that yep. means it's, it's going out, you know. Yeah. yeah,
2: there was one time I jumped off, and there was a kid that I didn't know. I could tell he was younger than me, but I grabbed him, and me and him started jumping up, and I was singing my lyrics and stuff, and he started screaming them back at me, and I was like, whoa, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that
0: is. That's a cool feeling. Yeah,
2: because, you know. uh... And in the, videos, in the videos, you can hear, like, the whole crowd singing screaming ourselves. our lyrics, yeah. yelling our and, lyrics. Um,
1: after uh, we performed, uh, we went out and, like, talked with, like, a lot of the people that um, was in the crowd, and... I never really – I mean, I've seen, like, the views, and stuff like that that we get. Yeah, like, we've seen the numbers. But yeah, bro, we I've never, never actually, people. like, seen like, – because I've never seen these people before in my entire life. And they're like, right. oh, I like, I love your music, blah, blah. blah. I'm like – I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's just cool to, like, feel that feeling. Like, like wow, like, you have people listening to you, and they don't even know who you are. You know? Yeah. They just like your yeah. music. It,
0: it is something. I, I've had that experience, too. I've had people – you know, it's funny, Will have performed. Uh, somewhere. as a matter of fact, um, uh, my – Third episode, I had uh, my friend Mike Bost, uh, who is getting his own podcast going here, and I'm talking about that a little bit. I asked him if I could uh, shamelessly promote him, and so I'm (laughs) gonna do that. Um, But uh, he, we had performed back in I want to say 1997 at his church, and there was probably maybe I want to say. 20 people in the audience, yeah. You know, besides the band, you know, 20 people in the audience, yeah. but it went over. You know, we, we played like it was Madison Square Garden, you know, yeah. yeah. And, um, well, a couple of years later, um, uh, Bob and, and my drummer, and, and I think my bass player or my singer, I don't remember, uh, we all were going to the old CC's Pizza over there in, in Westwood and uh we were just walking across and there was a bunch of these teenagers just kind of hanging on the curb it was friday night and i'm like okay you know they, they were eyeballing us right and i'm like okay great <laughs> great we're just coming for pizza and now I, i'm thinking in the back of my head now i'm going to be in a fight with like yeah. eight teenagers you know because you know they were eyeballing. but they were like aren't you guys in that band <laughs> aren't you guys in that jesus band I'm like yeah. Yeah, we we saw you play. I was like, man, that was like 4 years ago, you yeah. know. And they we stood outside and they were talking to us and literally and, and this is something you got to be careful of, but literally it was it, this is like just a taste, just a dram of fame. Yeah. Just a dram of it. But I got to tell you, it 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 was it's almost intoxicating Yeah. because yeah. people are, like, looking at you. And, I, I mean, all I was doing, you know, we are having fun, and we were playing a show, and we wanted to entertain people. But it is amazing how people will receive you like that. Yeah. You know, so I imagine what, you know, that's, that's something that's, that's got to do something to people's egos. Yeah. So, you know, you need to be careful of that. I mean, that, that is something you always got to keep in the back of your mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there was um one fan that I met that he didn't even want to walk up to me (laughs) and say hi or anything. And he ended up coming up with um, a couple people that I know and they knew me, but he didn't know me. So he walked up with them and they were like, hey, he wants to say hi. And i actually been DMing him a lot. I've been talking to him. We've been wanting to hang out and stuff because I told him, I was like, don't look at me like I'm a celebrity or something. Look at me like I'm a normal person. You can walk up to me. You can have a conversation with me. You can say, hey, I'm not going to... Like, I don't have a security team, like, waiting to jump on you if you walk, if you walk within, like, five feet of me. I was like, I just, like, I make music because I like it, and if you listen to it and like it, then come talk to me about my music.
0: That's, 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 you know, that's what I'm here for. And so, well, now, it's interesting, let's kind of, let's kind of segue a little bit, and I mean, we can always come back. Look, feel free to just, uh, oh, I I thought of this, and and you go ahead and throw it in if you want. But, um, so, in your music... Mm -hmm everybody has their, you know, some people, you know, like to deal with dark stuff, some people like to be peppy, some people like to, you know, what is the subject matter that, or is it, is, does it run the gamut, or do, do you, you know, what is it that, what is it that you feel passionate enough to write lyrics for, you know?
2: Mainly relationships. Yeah. I think
0: that's the...
1: We... We basically just write our lyrics off of um, relatable things uh, of from people that's yeah, our, we, our age. We want people to relate to us. Yeah. And um, <coughs> uh, our lyrics um, vary. <laughs> um, some of our stuff is a lot more peppy. Some of our stuff is a lot more dark. Some of our stuff is like, you know, mediocre or whatever. Um, it, it just depends um, on what, one, we're feeling like and... Um, Another thing is that we don't want to restrict ourselves to one type of, like, uh, lyricism or type of um, genre. We want to expand and, like, you know, put out as much stuff as we feel like making or feel like doing.
0: Well, don't you feel, and and, and this is just me, because obviously, you know, I kind of picked a direction and I went with it. Now, I like a lot of different things. Yeah. But... To be perfectly honest with you, if I had to be perfectly honest, I am yeah. rather narrow in yeah. my tastes. Okay, um, it's kind of funny because you know, like I'm, you know, I'm a Van Halen fan, you know, which I know dates me, but uh, I'm a Van Halen fan. I'm an old Metallica fan, stuff like that. But then I also st- like stuff like the Eagles, and I like yeah. Cool in the Gang, and I like, you know, I like. Y- y- I, there are there are things I, I even like a little country. I was raised on. Whole country, and Western. I even like some of that, but um, I'm still kind of narrow in at least my musical taste. Gotcha. Not necessarily my lyrical, but my musical taste. Yeah. And uh, how do you know? I guess it's kind of a it's kind of a broad question. So I'm not exactly sure how to present it. But how do you know when your lyrics are? sufficient to put in a song in other words you know when when you're when you're when you're writing something down Mm -hmm. you know you might be feeling it and you're scribbling something down but how do you know when the the lyric actually connects um with you not necessarily with the listener because obviously the listeners are going to hear something in it maybe that you didn't intend or whatever Mm. but when you when you're writing say okay that's it that, that that's finished
2: yeah Mainly when I listen back to it. Yeah. Mm Because normally when we think about recording a song, we normally just sit here, listen to beats. Uh, If our friends send us beats, we listen to those. And we listen to them, but there's always a beat. Like, we'll we'll probably listen to 20 beats in one day. But the way I know that I want to write to a song is I'll listen to 20 beats, but there's always just one beat that makes me smile. Yep. And if a beat makes me smile – and there's sometimes where me and Nate just look at each other and we're both smiling and we instantly start you know, writing that's, that's where, the yep. part so that's part where is. it starts like we both just have like the same ear for beats and we know that we can take it a certain direction and that it will be a good song Yep. so we normally just look at each other we smile we're like oh yeah I like that beat and then we just start recording now does, the, it. does, the,
0: does, the, does, the, does the does the does the music itself um of the beat itself inspired the lyric, or do you already have a lyric in mind? In other words, okay, what I'm saying is that, because does does that have to be there before you can start writing a series of words? No. Not
2: necessary. There's sometimes where I, I'll find a beat, and then I'll use a verse that I wrote two months ago. Yeah, and and I'll I'll use that. Yeah, but. When I'm writing, it depends on what mood I'm in. Cause I'll write happy lyrics, I'll write sad lyrics, I'll write yeah. angry lyrics. And for me, it just depends on what verse I use, mainly on the key of the song. Like if it's yeah. a minor key or from major key. Like if it's minor, I'm gonna go look be more, more sad or more melancholy like a, kind of. Like thing. a sadder type beat, maybe like a like a, if it's slower even, it, mm-hmm. cause it can be in a major key. But if it's slower, I may still take it in a sad direction. Yeah. And more of the up upbeat high tempo, high energy type beats, I'll normally take it in like a happier or just like kind of like a bragging yeah. like and with my lyrics, like bragging about this, bragging about that. Oh, so
0: there's a bravado and yeah. it and that kind yeah. of
1: thing. Um, and uh also uh so me and him write lyrics differently. Um he can uh write lyrics like um just really like any time um and you know and then he'll bring his lyrics back that like he said he wrote like two months ago, put it right. on a track. For me Um, I write whenever we have a studio
0: session, um, so... Oh, so you're, you're kind of like, it's, it's the session and inspires it. Yes, exactly. Whereas you, you might, you might have a line and, and... Yeah, like, I'll
2: be at work and I'll think of a line and then I'll end up writing a hook and a verse with just one line that popped in my head.
1: And then also, um, another thing is that, um, for me, whenever I write my lyrics, um, I'll hear the beat, um, or, you know, the track and I'll um sing a melody in my head um and then sing just you know random gibberish over the uh, track and then record it and then I'll listen back to it uh, and then uh, I'll fill it. Oh, in. you'll shape. You'll yeah, shape the so lyrics I, so I put the lyrics in. Well, there. you know
0: that's not unusual. Both both styles. I, I've I've heard several people. As a matter of fact, um, uh, again this tells my age. Um, I was reading an interview just years ago. Uh, no, no, I was I was uh. I was watching an interview with Ian Gillen from Deep Purple, uh-huh. and he would say that what he would do is, you know, the music has to come first. So he yeah. would go in and he would he might hum a line and he might say random gibberish like you said, yeah. and then what he'll do is he'll go back and he'll shape, he'll have an idea in mind and then shape the lyrics to the story or whatever. But he's already got the pattern, the, the vocal pattern, everything's pretty much already in place. It's just now... He changes the vowels to words yeah. that that make sense. Yeah. And then I've also heard people who will like write something, and they might they might they might write three lines, and then not touch it for a year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bam, the rest of it comes.
2: Yeah, I've done that.
0: And um, now, have you ever written something and then look back six months or a year later and go, that was really dumb? Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. probably. We have a few tracks so um, in our uh, MacBook right now that is a uh, complete uh, boo-boo yeah. buns. Um, but uh, that's just because that's whenever we were trying to find our, uh, like, sound, I guess. Right, yeah. um But e- even then, like, um, we literally just recently started on a track, and we was like, nah, like, this is, no. We're just going to leave yeah. it here and
0: then come back to it later. Um, well, that's part of the creative yeah. process because, you know, I, I've... I've I've heard this that, that a lot of artists, and it doesn't matter what genre, in, a lot of artists say, man, you know, I would say about ten percent, and that's 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 a positive. I mean, that's like yeah, that's you know top 10 percent of the material that I write is worth anything.
2: Yeah, so for you real. you
0: imagine like ninety percent, you know, yeah. I'm like man, I'd almost not be willing to waste my time, mm-hmm. and but then again. What they'll tell you, whether whether it's uh, someone who writes books, a, a writer, or somebody that that, you know, whatever it is, a painter or something like yeah. that. I mean, they are constantly painting. They're constantly writing. Excuse me. They're constantly putting pen to paper. They're constantly writing riffs. I mean, I do that all the time. I write riffs all the time. Yeah. And a lot of times, I I I finally. I mean, I'll actually. Re- record them or I'll jot them down I'll transcribe them or whatever yeah. and then I won't even touch them again because either it doesn't inspire me or what I'm doing is I, I'm writing a riff and then what will happen is I can't get anything else I've just got this part and I just don't belabor it Yeah. and then maybe a year two years five years ten years later and this has happened I'll all of a sudden I have a part and bam it just fits yeah right there it's like it was perfect it was exactly the way it was supposed to be and then there are other times when things come out in 30 minutes yeah
2: Yeah, that was with the song that he was talking about we wanted to finish it and perform it for our performance because we had one unreleased song that is now released called Nowadays we perform that Yep. and people were telling us they were like drop it drop it drop it Like we love that so we, we dropped it it's doing pretty well but with the song that we were making it got to a point where we wrote the first part and then the rest of the song seemed like we were forcing it just because we wanted to meet that deadline of yep. wanting to perform it so then I looked at him I was like I'm not doing this I don't want it to feel forced I don't want it to sound forced I don't want it to sound rushed or anything like that because then I feel like that it it gets to a point where I feel like my music doesn't sound genuine yep. like I actually put like my heart into my music and that's like one of my pet peeves if I don't Think that people can feel the emotion that I'm putting through it. If I can't have them feel the same emotion that I felt while I'm singing, while I'm playing, while what I'm doing, what I'm doing with music, then I don't want to release it.
0: Yeah, I want you to hold on to that because uh, one of the things, if you guys have listened, I know you have, is that I have a pet peeve of the episode. And I always kind of save that stuff towards the end, you know. So just kind of hold on to that because, you know, if you got a pet peeve or something. You got you. don't want to throw that. But um, now it's funny because uh, it, it, now I've heard some people who like they will – they get an idea and they, they could be asleep and they'll wake up, you know, and this, I got this idea and I've just – you know, I've got to put it down. If I if I don't put it down, it will just gnaw at me until until this goes down. And then there are others; they'll get this the greatest idea in the world. I mean, I've I've written some of the world's best riffs right before I go to sleep, and I you know I'm not going to go pick up my guitar. I got you know I got to get up yeah. at O oh, dark thirty. I'm not going to get my guitar, and then I never can remember it. You yeah. Know? So I mean, now other some people can you know they get this idea and bam it just kind of like it stays with them and the other people like they get an idea and it just kind of fades um do you experience either one of those kind of yeah
2: yeah like especially sometimes a lyric or a couple lines or i'll be listening to like a beat but i'll i'll have something that i need to do so i would say it and i'm like oh that sounds good let me write it down but i get caught up at my job or at the house i have to do something or i have to be somewhere and then after i'm done i go back to my room and put more beats on and start listening the same beat comes around i'm like oh i've heard that i had something and then i look to where i wrote it down realize i never wrote it down and i forgot what i was thinking so
0: this inspiration is gone yep um or at least that initial inspiration is gone it may not be it may be usable in a different form or whatever yeah um now how far do you plan to take this thing um, you know
1: as long as we can uh take it um because uh this is uh mine and adam's passion uh to make music yeah. um and I feel like this is the genre that we best fit in um our vocal wise and um uh, lyrics wise uh you know um whenever sometimes whenever I like I, and I'm sure everyone who makes music gets this um you know sometimes you'll make a song you'll go back and listen to it and you'll be like dang like that sounds really good you know um and so I, I don't know I just feel like this is like you know the the thing that we should be doing
0: now I gotta ask this question. I'm not gonna start a brawl here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but I, I have to ask. If there are times when one of you looks at the other and goes, "Dude, that stinks. Dude, that that's that's dumb." Or oh. you know, or or do you? I mean, now <laughs> you can be politically correct about it if you want. You know, say, oh, you know, you 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 know, obviously you don't want to shoot somebody down when they're yeah. fighting, you know. But has there ever been a time you know where maybe you're like? yeah that's not gonna fly
1: guy um honestly uh no there's
2: sometimes where one of us will get like a writer's block yeah and like we'll have him we'll need like three four more lines yeah and i'll look at him and be like dude i cannot think of like this line and we'll kind of help each other write each other's verses yeah but most of the time it's independent we do it separately yeah but and then as, we just recorded together
1: as far as like um listening to like each other's verses and like being like nah man you gotta like redo that because that sounds buns uh no uh just because um I, you know and and I'm not trying to sound like I'm bragging or anything like that but it's just like but you're the greatest, right? Is that oh, what yeah, you're trying to yeah, say? Yeah. Uh, you hear we're that, the, We're Adam, the greatest dude. in the world. That's, no, so no, I, I was going
0: to say he's saying he's the no, greatest. No, no. <laughs> no,
1: but we um, we just, uh, I guess, know how to put the lyrics down to where it'll it'll sound good, um, at least to us. And that's all that matters to me and him, because we wouldn't really care like if no one listens to our music or if millions of
0: people listen so to So this our music. is for you? This yes. just happens yeah. to be... It's, well, that's kind of why I'm doing the podcast, is that, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, I had a... I, on Facebook, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a part of a podcast page or something gotcha. like that. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked the question, you know, out of seven hundred thousand podcasts in the world, what makes yours stand out? And I was like, it, not it was it was a general question, it wasn't specifically yeah. asked to me. And I was like, I don't care. I, I'm not trying to stand out. I. I talk about what I want to talk about yeah. and I'm doing this f- purely for my own enjoyment. If there's, yeah. if I have two people listening, if I have 2 million people listening, it's the same thing because I'm not going to change yeah. what, um, I'm not going to change how I'm going to do this um, and I, I have, I have I, there's no, you know, I don't even, I don't have a financial backer or anything like that. Uh, unless somebody out there wants to, do it, but uh, I don't. I don't have. A, you know, there's really. A, I'm doing this for the pure joy of it. And That's what I said. You know, like. I and I'm not. I'm not saying that other people aren't doing it for the enjoyment, but I. I think that, that's something in modern music that that. Had kind of got lost because yeah, exactly you know. There used to be a time when the, you know, I know the music industry is in kind of disarray uh, right now, uh, especially with the internet and whatnot. But what I've noticed is that now anybody, like I'm doing right now, any anybody can can do a podcast. Anybody can make music. I mean, yeah. it's you yep. know, buying the the gear is not that tremendously expensive. Yeah. You know, and I mean. You know, you you invest, you know, three three grand, and you've got a home studio. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, of course, not everything that everybody does is great. And I'm yeah. not saying that what I'm doing is great or anything like that. I think the cream rises to the top. Yeah. That that's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, back in the old days, back you know, record labels used to develop bands. They they yeah. used to, you know they didn't expect the band's debut to be you know platinum seller yeah but then it got to be that way you know especially in the 80s it got to be if you didn't have that if you didn't have that smash debut album well you lost your record deal you know you know they dropped you or whatever and so young artists didn't really get to be able to develop yeah their craft And so I think that's the good thing about, you know, the young independent, you know, the is that you know, not, all, not, not all of us are going to uh, be able to make a career out of yeah, this. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and uh, another thing, like you said, um, you know, you're doing this for your own enjoyment, and, you know, you don't really care what anybody else has to say about, you know, um what you do and that's how it is for me and adam too like uh, our signature sound is um you know uh like emo singing like you know like um scream type singing um and and for our background uh vocals in, in our music for our um uh rap and um, you know, I've heard people uh, tell us before. You know, you you know that oh, that sounds bad. You know, you need to cut that. You need to cut that crap. You know, it's it's not good. I and mean, but then again, I have you know who, who cares what people think eg- exactly yeah. exactly. And, uh, who and cares what we think? we have we have more people telling us, hey, make more music because they like that sound less than people that are saying or more than people that are saying, oh, you need to stop doing this or you know because I'm not going to take their opinion because I'm making what I want to make
0: right yeah now you know and and this is one of the reasons why it's like I told like I opened with this you know your guys music is not really in my wheelhouse yes okay that's not a criticism and and sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes people would take that as a as a okay well he's not yeah trying no it has nothing to do with that yeah. you know i know you yeah and i, and I completely and I, understand know, that too. i know you and yeah. i know where you come from so i i understand you can't you can't do it, it's not it's not your my path is not your path yeah and and i can't you know for me to say that that you know, and I now, and I'll be honest with you. There, there's a lot of things that I don't like for for various musical reasons. Yeah. But when I say I don't like it, it's like, okay, I don't like onions. Okay. Yeah. And they don't like me either. So <laughs> we have that mutual understanding. Make you cry. Uh. uh <laughs> yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that you, you ever watch uh, Diners, Drive-ins, and, dri- and Dives. Uh, Guy Fieri does yeah. that yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that. he goes to those places. Man, I want to go to some of these restaurants. Mm-hmm. But every single time they put onions, onions yeah. in everything. <laughs> but you know what? I'm one guy with this one particular quirk. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that the food that they're cooking isn't good. Yeah. That just means I don't like that ingredient. Yeah. Okay? That doesn't say anything about the quality of the chefs or the cooks. And that's the same thing with, with the music, is that because I don't like a particular ingredient, has nothing to do with the, the writers. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with that. You know, I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. You know. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I'm just, I'm yeah. I'm speaking generally. I mm-hmm. may not necessarily listen, but I can respect. It's like this. I, I'll even say this. I am not a fan of Madonna. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I know that I know. This, you know, I'm not a fan of Madonna. I'm However, not. I respect how she's built her career. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan for various reasons. Yeah. But I respect how she has built her her brand. Okay. And I mean, you got a hand to same with Prince. Yeah. You know, my, my distaste for some of his music doesn't mean he wasn't brilliant. Yeah. It just means that that's not my style. Okay? And I guess that's the same thing that I would say, you know, I can find brilliance. Mm-hmm. I can find creativity, even in things that I wouldn't necessarily commit myself to, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't really, you shouldn't even care about my opinion. Yeah. And I, I put, you know, my, as a general my, you shouldn't, you shouldn't care about that because that's not how art is built. Yeah. You know, and you even said yourself earlier that, you know, you're trying to relate to your crowd. Yeah. Now, I have to ask this because, you know one day you guys are going to be in my position. Yeah. So have you thought about how think of, think of the songs in your life that are timeless? Stuff that that I mean you can even stuff that you listen to before that, that you listen to now that was written before you were born. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, was, I grew up with uh, I was not I did not grow up with rock and roll although we did have Elvis so you yeah. Know. yeah but I grew up with the the dev the the dividing line of my dad's music my mom's music my parents' music versus yeah. mine but I don't see that gap anymore my son listens to stuff that I loved when I was a teenager yeah
2: yeah
0: and my son listens now he he does listen to some hip hop but he knows he knows virtually all the same songs that I grew up loving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knows it now part of it is because yeah he was raised with it but I was raised with my dad's music and although I don't I don't dislike some of it I don't really listen to much of that but my son listens to all, virtually everything I listen to and not because I made him Yeah. as so I'm noticing this, 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 this that gap is not there anymore and so, you think about some of the timeless music that was written before you guys were born, uh-huh. and how does that relate to you? And how can you be timeless? Do, do, do you understand what I'm yeah. asking
1: you? Yeah.
0: Um, so,
1: uh, for me, something that uh, like is timeless, I guess, like something that's been written before, like I was born, that we were born. Um, you know, people like. Um, you know, Tupac, you know, that he's a, a legend in, you know, the hip-hop and rap um, genre. Um, people like Metallica. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's at least heard of Metallica, you know? Right. Like, and even if you haven't heard their songs, you've heard the name before. Right, Like, it's, exactly. it's familiar to everybody. Um, the thing that makes uh, them timeless, though, I feel like is that, um, like, Metallica... Um, I've, like, you know, read up on stuff about them and stuff like that, but I didn't grow up in that time period, so I don't know if I'm exactly correct, but I do know that um, they were really, like, one of the first people to actually start getting
0: into thrash metal. They were, they were, yeah. they progenitor, they yeah. were, you know. Yeah, and so... there was like this, It was, there was Motorhead, there was the new wave of British heavy metal, the Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, uh, even Def Leppard was a part of that, um, and then, and Black Sabbath, um which actually wasn't the new wave, yeah. but then, you know, um, and out of the, you know, Motorhead. Yeah. And then, and then really what, what Metallica was, was Motorhead and kind of a little bit of the punk ethos, you yeah. know, that, yeah. and so that, that was definitely different from exactly. the, from the Motley Cruz and the rats and yeah. the, you know, the, the LA scene that, um, what they call the Bay Area thrash now is, is, you know, the big four, you know, Metallica, Megadeth.
2: And Uh, I think one thing that makes um, most of the timeless artists that people think of, like Tupac, N.W.A., Metallica, all those big names that everyone knows, even if you haven't heard their music or if you don't actively listen to their music. I think it's because they brought a new sound to the table when everything sounded the same yeah um because it it seems like in music at least there's peaks of just everyone sounds different and then it kind of just plateaus and everyone yeah has the same yeah sound and then it even though they have like their unique thing to it if you look at the big picture it all sounds the same and then a new artist will come up and create a new sound and then blow up get famous do you
0: think because you know one of the things that 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 and I know that's kind of devi- de- deviating from the question that I originally asked you. But um, one of the things I noticed, and you know, again, I'm going to refer to Van Halen because, yeah. well, you can go back to, let's go back to, like, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Okay. You know, in the 60s, one of the things that people, is like, you could hear on the radio, you could hear um, hear the Beatles. Yeah. And then you could hear the Four Tops. And then you could hear Janis Joplin, and then you could hear the Stones, and you could hear—I mean—and you could hear Curtis Mayfield, and then you could hear um, the Mamas and the Papas, and and you, you had this—you had this very wide spectrum of yeah. artists in the same radio station. But then, as things, you know, got to be—and I'm not against commercialism per se. Hey, I'm a capitalist, you know. Yeah. But The problem was things started to get generic. We started to have, we had to have, we had to have a soul station and we had to have, you know, a country station and we had, and I'm not necessarily against labels because, you know, if I'm a country fan, that's all I want to hear. You know, I don't want to hear rap on my country station. Yeah. You know, I, I get that. I understand that. But, and I would say the same in reverse. If you're, if you're listening to rap, if you're listening to hip-hop and stuff like that, you don't really want to hear George Jones. I, I get that. I understand that. But I think well, there was this, this gamut of, there was this full spectrum. And then as, as, as we got closer you know, through the 70s and the 80s, more, closer to the 80s, then someone would hear okay like Led Zeppelin I mean Led Zeppelin was huge well then the record company started saying you know we need a Led Zeppelin yeah yeah because I mean Zeppelin was just doing huge business yeah and we need a Zeppelin and then when Van Halen came out you know what we need a Van Halen yeah you know Warner Brothers got Van Halen we you know here we are at Electra we need a Van Halen you know we need a excuse me we need a uh, and then, of course, when Nirvana came out, uh, you know we need we need a Nirvana. Yeah. And I think that that produced that generic thing that that happened uh, in, in in all genres. I I think you know I mean I, I'm seeing it. i have seen it in country music. I'm yeah. seeing it now. I mean there's, there's and I see this in I see this in gospel music. Yeah. oh man I it's it's horrendous it, it, because you know it is a business yeah all okay. right well you guys and and us guys we're not really not in the business yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so we're not hindered by by that and I, I'm not saying there, there there' are good points to it but there are also bad points to it yeah and I think that's what you're saying to some yeah. extent. Yeah, and um, also um, what we were talking about
1: earlier—the uh, the timeless thing—I um, feel like the key to being timeless would be, in my opinion, is to take something that's popular, um, like Metallica did, put their own spin on it, and then they start putting out this music. Not everybody—not everybody's going to like it at first. People won't be like, you know, this is trash and stuff like that. But you're going to get people that's going to start listening just, like, um, uh, Tentacion, um, he was, like, whenever he first started coming out, everybody was, like, oh, this is, like, garbage, because he, he took rap and then put, like, you know, super, like, crazy, like, screaming, like, crazy, uh, metal vocals on it, and then people was, like, oh, you know, like, I actually like this, you know, it's a good mashup how he, how he does this, and he was, like, one of the first ones to do this, and, um, uh... Then he starts making, you know, all kinds of, like, great music, you know, that actually people who do listen to, you know, Trippy Red, who's, like, a more melodic rapper, can actually listen to him because now X is making more melodic music. And he made this wide variety after he took that, and now, like, he blew up, and now everybody listens to his music.
0: So, alright, now, let's kind of shift a little bit, you know, uh, because we're kind of... Kind of mixing business and creativity and yeah. stuff like that. Um, you mentioned you mentioned earlier uh, about writer's block, mm-hmm. and uh, what do you what do you personally do about that?
2: Ed, if I ever experience writer's block, and then if I'm next to him and he can't help me, then We're that's done. normally when we just take a break. We're done. <laughs> we just take a break. Give ourselves time to maybe like hear something that inspires a lyric or like see something that inspires a lyric and yeah. a line and we'll come back the next day and most of the time after we take like a day off and just not even think about it out of nowhere something will come to your head to finish yeah. it so then we just come back the next day and it's normally done but yeah. normally if we can't help each other and we both have writer's block we just take a break until yeah something happens we don't try and force it really
1: and uh, another thing that helps with a uh, writer's block for both of us is that well um, whenever we make a lot of music together um like back to back it starts to get to a point where we can't write anything we can't think of anything so then we we will literally take like a month to two months of literally not even writing or listening i mean not listening but making trying to even make music then we'll get back on in like two months so we have like all these ideas popping off you know we made uh, eyes closed, and then we didn't make music for like what, like three, four months, and then I think it was like three months, because we didn't have a computer or anything to yeah yeah, and so then out of nowhere, I hear this beat, and then I sing a melody over it, and then literally like ideas just it just starts off tumbling to right, out yeah, yeah, and that was uh, trying to get you, and um
0: what do you think what do you think that is I mean what what do you th- I think it, it's, is it a mental state? Yeah, is I think
1: it, it's my brain just getting tired of, like, you know, just trying to think of all this stuff, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, you know, like, I, I got to
2: stop. When we actually came back from that couple months, he sent me that, and I texted him because it was just, it wasn't even lyrics at that point. It was just, like, him yeah. humming a melody. Yeah. And then I heard it, and me with all the things that I know about music, I'm like, I can, we can take that somewhere, save it write something with it and then I'll be over I'll already have something written Yeah. so he just sent me the beat I wrote everything that I wanted to write and then we just came over and recorded it
1: and and it's funny because um, we weren't making we weren't not making music because we didn't want to it was because we didn't have anything to make music with until we got uh, my girlfriend's laptop and literally all we used to record it was her macbook and the gaming headset that I'm wearing right now and that's it no mic nothing and we use this mic right here that's built into the gaming headset. Have
0: you ever have you ever run into something where you tried and tried and tried to force it, and you finally yes. said, "Screw this! I, we're, this yes. is just not working," yeah. and no matter what we try, and so we just kind of psh- Polaroid yeah. and bust down.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there was sometimes where I would I would listen. I'm like, the vo- the lyrics are fine, but.
0: It's just the, something off, The man. vocal
2: presentation of the lyrics, like it's the way like it just weird. sounded, I was like...
0: Do you think it's a matter of timing? Do you think maybe it's just not time for that,
1: you know? Yeah, for some songs, yeah. yeah. Because we there's came back song, to some songs and then we released them. Yeah, there was yeah. some
2: songs that we went back to and then fixed every... There's some songs that are like half done, 75% done. We just have to go back, fix a little bit of stuff, and then we can release it. Or save it because we're actually working on our album now. We yeah. have around like three or four songs, but we're trying to make it around eight or ten
0: for our album. Yeah. So, by the way, you owe me a guest spot, right?
1: Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, you. Yeah, shameless
0: self promotion <laughs> here. <laughs> but then, um, and see, and now, now, as a as a side note, I, I say that I only half facetiously because. Um, like, I, I, you know, I've, I've spent a great deal of time telling you that what you do is not really in my wheelhouse. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've seen some collaborations from worlds way apart. Yeah, like Tim Henson from Polyphia and um, Young Bands. And, and all of a sudden, as a matter of fact, I, I think this was in two, 2013, um, it was LL Cool J... And he had Eddie Van Halen play yeah. on a track. Who? Wow, how in the world do you get that? Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, Eddie's philosophy and apparently LL Cool J's philosophy is look, you know, I he, he LL was like, hey, I'm the best in my field, and I want the best. On mm, this track. Yeah. Michael Jackson did that, you know. Yeah, with
1: Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, well, right?
0: he did. It, yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but, again, I'm good. And, and I'm showing my age. But the the members almost, I think it's like three-quarters or four-fifths of the band Toto yeah. was on Thriller. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I did not know Steve that. Steve Lukather, the, 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 like on Beat It, you know the song – yeah. The initial riff—that's Steve Lukather, that's guitar player for Toto—and yeah. it's Eddie Van Halen. at, the, at the ending, He did you know, the right? solo. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, he did the solo. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, David Page, who wrote like Africa, the song Africa da, da, for Toto. Da, da, yeah, uh, yeah. He he he's the one that wrote Human Nature on oh. uh, on. Uh, thriller, yeah, and you know, I mean, you look at the album credits and you can see, I mean, and 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 you got to understand those guys, those cats were all session guys, yeah. Um, they they were, as a matter of fact, Steve Lukather has thousands of recording to his his name. You, are you familiar with the song uh, "Dirty Laundry" by Don Henley? Yeah. Okay. The second guitar solo uh-huh. is Steve Lukather. Okay, yeah. You know the song uh, by the Tubes, uh, "She's a Beauty." Yeah. Mm-hmm. That all the guitar parts. That's Steve Lukather. Yeah. See, and and
1: it's weird because like nowadays, like if someone's featured on a song, their name has to be on the mm-hmm. track. Back in the day, you know. Well, um, that
0: you know that's that's how you got paid. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and and it's to have those kind of credits. And, so and I'm not. Uh, I, uh, but the interesting thing about it is that a lot of these cats, they were very diverse. You know, they they might be known for a style, but yeah. they played... I mean, artists played cross-platform all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, so... Uh, I told you, you know, if, you know, I'll do a solo, you cut it yeah. paste it however you want to do, you know, because... I have to diversify my my own creativity too. Yeah. You know I have to you know I have to be able to try new things and I mean you probably won't get me to play live with you. Well, you know, maybe. Or maybe I don't know. We'll see. You know, but uh, what I'm saying is that sometimes the, those kind of things breathe a fresh air yeah. into the in, into into the muse. You know kind of help and, and that, uh, that was going to lead me to a question that I was actually going to ask you earlier was that when you take those breaks you know mm-hmm. do you find that some of the stuff that you've been listening to filters down into your into the music that you're writing uh,
2: most of the time I'm it's, it's if a, I'm working on a song if I'm not working on a song like right now we're not really working on a song Yes, we are. Then well yeah, we
0: we have our first disagreement, folks.
2: <laughs> but I mean, my part's done, so I don't have to worry about writing. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but um like if I'm writing for one of my songs, I try and steer away from the genre of rap cuz I don't want someone yes. else's lyrics or someone else's flow to, 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 to in, influence yeah, to my my and lyrics write. and my flow. So if I'm writing a song like in the process of writing then i'll mainly listen to like indie songs Yep. uh, metal metal Metal. that's that's what i listen to i listen to a lot of metal whenever i'm writing my rap songs and then if i'm not working on anything then that's when i'll listen to the rap because i don't want to be influenced by whatever is happening in the genre that i'm in i don't want to be
0: influenced by it yep well now see and that that's that's tough That really is tough because, um, okay, now, this is going to be a very ignorant-sounding statement coming from me, okay? And I don't mean it to, but it is. (laughs) Okay, but you mentioned Tupac earlier. Yeah. Okay, now, since I'm not a fan of rap at all, I, to me, it all sounds the same. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. now, I realize because I'm not attuned to that world. That, you know, just like someone who comes from a different world is going to hear my heavy metal and go, well, it all sounds the same to me. Yeah, and okay. that's that's
1: how I am with country because so, I don't listen right, to country. Right, right,
0: exactly. See, so you know, th- there's that. But having having said that, how do you truly find something? I I, I wear my influences on my sleeve. Yeah, you know, I mean. Generally speaking, none of the riffs I write are completely 100% without some kind of of influence. You yeah, know? Yeah. And so, I mean, heck, even when I play the praise and worship music at church, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll throw stuff in there from, you know, I mean, it, it's subtle, yeah. but I throw all sorts of different things in. So it's not totally and completely original. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's good. I'm just simply saying that's the way it is. And so, I guess, how do you discern what is different from um, your from your influences? How do you how do you look at a piece of music and go, or or, or a set of lyrics and go, Yeah, I haven't heard that before. Um, well,
1: or do you even try to do that? Um, we don't really try to do that. Um, but I, it's. Honestly, the only um, person that's in our genre that I would say we sound alike to is Trippy Red, and that's just because he does the melodic rap, and that's what we do. But um, every other, like, melodic rapper, we, I don't know, we just sound a lot more different um, just because we we integrate, like, soft, you know, R&B vocals, but then we also have that, you know, like, screamy, emo singing in there too but everything's like kind of already been done nowadays with music now I'm not saying that you know like there's gonna be hey I,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm with you I, I yeah. hear that I, I've, I've like you know what more can you do yeah there's yeah. already
1: been like, like literally everything's already been done
0: Um, but you know people have said that about like I was I was reading an article with Joe Satriani where he said you know what more can we do now this was back in the 80s mm-hmm. you know what more can we do well we've started to see... Yeah. We're starting to see, you know, more can be done. Yeah. And I think it takes people with vision to be able to do something fresh... Yeah. ...and do something new, you know? Because, you you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, I think a good example is Polyphia. Yeah. Because... Most definitely. They're... They have amazing guitarists, amazing drummer. Amazing everything. Like yeah. Everything about them is amazing. But at the same time they're also they have influences from metal and all that type of stuff with the guitars and the drums and the different solos. They started type off of doing solos.
1: like gent stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah they I used to remember they I remember. used to gent a lot when gent was like first like becoming really popular like probably like what, eight, ten years ago? Mm, yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Back when, when
0: like, uh, Periphery. And yeah. yeah, like oh. 2010,
2: yeah. 11, 12. Yeah. yeah. Gent really started coming out. And then they switched to, like, a pop, and they have, like, 808s and hi-hats. Yeah, like, they, and, and it's not hi-hats from the drum sets. It's program hi-hats from, like, a hip-hop type yeah, of they, beat. So it's almost like.
1: They do, like, a hip-hop guitar type thing. It's, it's, it's considered so like, weird. It's
2: considered, like, metal. But it's metal that you can almost rap over. Yeah, it's it's so because weird. The genres are so blended. That but you, it metal. sounds
1: so good, like yeah. like literally every single time I hear a Polyphia track, like especially their new ones, I'm like, dang, like I could totally like write something over this and, and rap. And
2: the guitarist, the guitarist is even he's like Ibanez sponsored all that has a yeah. signature guitar. Yeah. But on the side, he's a producer for some of the biggest rappers. Yeah. He produces their, he makes their beats. He composes all the beats. He programs it. He mixes their vocals for them and everything Yeah, on the side. And then his main thing is a metal guitarist.
0: Yeah. Now, okay. Now I, n- that leads me to something, and this is kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, and this is a criticism. Okay. Yeah. Not necessarily, not of you, but this is a criticism of, uh, coming from more of a rock guy yeah all right which is which is me but um i have a personal issue with to me uh, i think a good song uh, well let me say it this way a good song is a good song is a good song okay yeah i don't care what Mm -hmm. genre it comes from yeah but having said that I would rather have someone sit down with an acoustic guitar, sit down with or with a guitar player and sing a song. I don't care what style. But yeah. Sing a song, and if it comes across on an acoustic guitar or a piano, if you have a piano, because you're actually playing an instrument. Yeah. Okay. Clearly, I use effects on guitar and stuff like that. So, you know, I I do have a sound reproduction and things like that, but it all comes from my hands. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've always had a little problem with in the hip hop genre is because to me, if you didn't have a producer mm-hmm. could, could, could a rap artist sit down with an acoustic guitar. And I know there, there are plenty of, there are plenty of really great musicians that are in... Uh, like Queen Latifah. Yeah. Okay. Queen Latifah, that girl can sing. Yeah. I've heard her sing. Or like
1: uh Post And to Malone. me,
0: it's a waste that she raps. Yeah. Because she can yeah. sing. Yeah. I mean, she's got a voice. It's amazing. But she raps. Yeah. Okay. Now, I guess if that's her thing, that's her thing, and that's fine. But to me, as a as a musician, I, I find it a little distasteful. I'm going to use that term. Yeah. When I hear someone saying that they have a producer to produce beats for them, well, why don't you get an instrument, learn how to play it, and do it that way? Now, what would your response... You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, Yeah. I'm, I'm really trying to... I'm trying to be as transparent as possible. Yeah. What would your response be to that?
2: I feel like producers nowadays are the just like a modern version of bach or beethoven or something like they take the strings the, the trumpets and the low strings the high strings and so they everything, arrange yeah. yeah and they arrange it but it it's a beat it all comes together but at the same time they had to find the sound that they wanted to okay they had to program cuz most of them have like a synth they'll play like a melody that the beat like centers around. They start with a melody. They put like the 808s, like the bass and stuff. They do the hi hats, the drums, and then after they get all the sounds that they want, they they structure it, yep. and they have to structure the beat. And that's what when the rapper comes in and the rapper hears it. And to me, the best beats are the ones that aren't too busy. Yeah. As far simple. as the drums and stuff. Like I want a simple beat. Because then that gives the the artist the freedom to do what they want to do with their lyrics. They don't have yep. to like they don't have to follow the melody that the the producer wants them to yep. if the producer puts a melody down, but it's not like out there and like piercing through the rest of the beat. it's just kind of in the background to give it um like a warmth to the beat or like just fill it in, then the artist will have a lot of freedom
1: yeah
0: but wouldn't you but wouldn't you okay? you're making a distinction between the producer and the artist. And to me, the artist should be the one
1: that does everything
0: that that in in other words, to me, a producer should be the person who essentially helps you get your vision. Yeah. Okay. So in other words, and that includes that everything from, uh, the recording studio you're going to be in to the, you know, to the, the you know, the mics and the system you're going to use and, and things of that nature, all that. But that doesn't have anything to do I'm the one that's writing the songs. Yeah. I'm the one that's, you know, I'm the artist, you know, I'm the one playing the instrument. I'm, you know, it's your job to help me get my vision. Yeah. Not... I don't. I don't want the producer telling me how my music should go. Yeah,
1: yeah. and, and that's,
0: I, that's that's something that I yeah. have a problem
1: and, with. and, and that's um, how me and Adam are too. Because whenever we get into somebody else's studio, and they try to direct us in a certain direction, um, you know, and I, I'll take any constructive criticism from anybody, you know, but I, you know, I'm not going to change what I want to do. Just because the producer wants me to do something different, because I mean, if we're going to the producer so he can make our beats or make
0: our songs, yeah. For then us, are you really the artist? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Um, you know, I did I did an interview with uh, Chris DeLauter, who is my nephew, and uh, he he plays around town, and uh, he had a band back when he was. 1516 and it was called Trisha's Fault which I thought was a great name for a band by the way and um, they, we brought them out to our studio now my drummer because it was his studio mm-hmm. and he was running he was engineering yeah my job because I was the producer my job I told the guys I said look I'm not here to write your songs for you these are your songs. I have no vested interest in, I you know, I can't say I like this one better. I mean, there were songs that I liked better than others, but I, I'm not, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm, I'm here to help you get your project out. So I was, I would do things like uh, their bass player at the time. He was a great energetic guy, but because he was jumping around and playing, you know, he, missed parts that's fine when you're playing live you can get away with stuff like that but when you're recording nobody can nobody can see you um when you when you're playing a cd or an mp3 no one can see you jumping around yeah yeah you know so i had to go in i had to say dude everybody's playing and you're all together but you're out of tune and uh, so show me what you're playing and I'm not here to rewrite your part for you. I'm not trying to write your part for you. Yeah. If those are the series of notes that you need to play, that's fine, but you need to make sure that you hit those notes. Yeah. Okay. So, I wasn't trying to rewrite his part. I was simply trying to make sure that he was playing the part correctly yeah. as so that when you hear it back, it sounds like it's supposed to be there. Okay. That's different. That's producing. Yeah. Okay. That is Making sure that the project is moving along and progressing. Okay. Yeah. Now, there are great producers that do tend to contribute. I know um, in the case of Def Leppard, it was Mutt Lang who was like, they would call him like the sixth member of the band because, you know, he had an influence on the writing and stuff like that. If that's the way they want to do it, that's fine. All right. Well, clearly, you know, clearly they have, you know, how many Platinum and diamond records, you know, (laughs) I I, I'm not even a pimple on their butt, you know. I understand that, but at the same time, if I was producing you guys, say for example, I wouldn't try to rewrite your music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I might say, you know, if you came and asked me, what do you think of this part? You know, that's not really the right question. The question is, what do you think of this part? Yeah. Is this part? You know. Now, I mean, if you're singing out of tune, I can say, dude is that what you want yeah, because for real. you're singing out of tune here. Now, if that's what you're looking for, fine, we'll print it. But if if, you know, you need to listen back, I I'm kind of like to me, uh, the pro- producer should be like your mirror. Yeah. You know, when you go up to the mirror, you see all your blemishes. You know, you know, you got that zit on your face, you know you got to get rid of it, you know, <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. that's what I'm saying is that you know, I'm sure you You know, you don't want to be walking around with a bunch of girls, you know, and somebody not tell you that, hey, dude, you need a breath mint. You know, I mean, but at the same time, I'm not trying, you know, hey, if that's what you want, if you want to walk around with garlic breath, that's your business. You know, that's fine if that's what you want. But it's not my job to. It's not the producer's job to rewrite your material. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I I'm I'm glad to at least hear that I take it you have the final say on Oh yeah, most definitely. Well, ever. the
2: thing about us is all of our tracks that we've released so far has just been us in this room recording. Yep. Nope. And then once we have everything laid down, I'll take the computer i'll sit down i'll mix it I'll uh equalize everything I'll mix it, do everything I need to do to the beat until I'm happy with it, and then I'll give it to him. I'll say, "Are you happy with it?" He'll listen through he's like, "I'm happy with it, and then we'll post it. Yep. we haven't ever had a a outside entity Telling giving us, us feedback It's really just and, been us and what and, we want to do with the music. This is actually the first time. That we're going to a studio to this record. Sunday,
1: yeah, cause uh, Sunday we're going to a studio to record, but out the producer that's going to um you know record our stuff, he knows us and he knows what we want. We would never like go to a producer that's trying to tell us how to write our music. And yeah, and that's good. That's yeah. that's
0: you know. Yeah, he
2: actually he listens to the music. He knows what he knows the direction we that we're probably gonna take it in. He knows everything, so he's just there, to cause he has. Some better equipment than us, so we're kind of getting to sound quality, right? Is we have our music, we have our sound, we just want it to yeah, sound better, exactly. You know, yeah, so we're going to him, we're gonna see how that goes, and hopefully, it goes good. I I think it will because I've actually yeah. known him since high school, yeah, me too.
0: Now, so how much material have you got to go into the studio? I mean, oh, um, you know, I mean, you got everything. Yeah, I'm mean, I'm when I say everything ready to go, I obviously there's things that gotta be polished and whatnot, yeah. but I mean uh maybe a rewrite here or there or, you know, yeah. something um, so, to make it work. So. But do you have enough material to, he, to go in? He has stuff yeah. written.
1: I have ideas but I don't have anything written because like I said earlier, I don't write anything until I'm in the studio because that's whenever I can write um efficiently.
0: Is that because it's the pressure or is it's it
1: not the pressure, it's just that I feel like I feel a motivation whenever I'm in the studio. I feel like oh, I and, and it's like something with my mind. Like it's just like I come up with like literally the smoothest bars whenever I'm in the studio. Like
2: with me, I I have all my stuff written. I'm just gonna go in there, lay it all down and record it, and then wherever I feel like I should to give it more character I'll add like a harmony. Yep, yep. I'll add some background vocals in it
1: our, our screamy screams and
2: just kind of shape it and i'll shape it to a sound that is like kind of like my signature sound and how i want it to sound and how i feel like everyone will want it to sound kind of because people they give us feedback they're like i really like this song i really like this song so there's sometimes where i'll write a verse that the influence is kinda of from my own music. Be like, oh, yeah. people really like that song. I'm gonna write a verse that kinda has the same flow but it'll still be a totally different beat. It'll just be the same kind of flow, the same kind of cadence of me rapping. Yeah. Because for me, I think the beat a lot of people like, but most people when they connect to a song, they don't connect to the beat, they connect to what the the rapper the is saying the or any anything any genre, except for, like, jazz or something. Like, some songs don't have vocals. It's really just the music or well, classical. E-
1: even then, though, they portray a certain emotion.
2: Yeah, you can still feel the emotion. But with some beats, you can feel emotion. But the artist kind of puts their own emotion into the emotion that the beat already gives you. So yeah. if, a, if a beat is sad, then the artist can kind of come on and give... Or rap about a relatable topic like a breakup or uh, a death or something like that, like a dark topic. Yeah, okay. Give now, it more character.
0: Uh, you guys gonna hang with me for another thirty minutes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we, I don't have any time limits, but you know, uh, mm. you know, I and I'm, I'm not gonna edit anything. There's a lot of content, but. Uh, you know, I don't want you – I don't want to – I don't want it to start getting, getting to be a drag, yeah, you know. And yeah, start, yeah. Uh, so um, it, when uh, – I guess uh, I kind of want to change gears a little bit. Okay. And, and then for mm-hmm. this next, you know, 30 minutes or so. And uh, you, you're you talking about relating to the lyrics and, and, and stuff like that. Are you um, – who are you trying to connect with? Now, now, you, I mean, you kind of, you kind of like it, but are you, are you trying to connect with just, say, your generation? Yeah. Or are you trying to connect with anybody? What? 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 Um, what? what are you trying to? Well, and when I say connect, I, I have to, I have to, to kind of pin that down. A little yeah. Bit. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say connect. Are do you, are you trying to? Uh, I won't say help, but I, I, you know, are you trying to benefit society? That's I know yeah. it's kind of large. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of a lofty goal yeah. here. Mm-hmm. But are you <laughs> trying to benefit society? Or are you just trying to? Are you just trying to express in song maybe something that you can't express? Verbally, you know, or you know, Uh, like if we're having a you know we're having a conversation right now, but are you trying to pack a lot, or is it just sheer emotion?
2: I think it's both. I think one of our most, um, probably emotion-packed song is off our last EP. Is actually our most popular when it has over a thousand listens. It's called "Nothing Lasts Forever." and it's not like me when i wrote those lyrics i didn't want to connect to my generation or like a previous generation or the next generation that song is purely about an abusive relationship and it's kind of like me myself i haven't went through like a horrible abusive relationship everyone has like their moments like i've had a person that i'm with say like not-so-nice things or, like, maybe hit me a couple times. Like, not really, like, just full-on, like, abusing me, but, like, if they get mad, they'll probably, like, slap me or something, like, normal.
0: (laughs) Stop that, Nate. um,
2: (laughs) I kind of wrote that, and some of the lyrics are...
0: You want me to take Nate outside and whip him?
2: (laughs) It's just, I wrote those lyrics to, um, like, the opening line is, like, we scream and we cuss and we fight all the time. You really ain't worth it. I think I'm wasting my my time." time. And then it goes. There's a couple lines that say you lie and you cheat, and there's a bunch of stuff. So it's just not really a generation. It's like anyone that has been through those experiences can relate to that song. Yeah,
1: and um, I feel like um, uh, not really. And I said relate to our age, but um, you know, now that I think about it, I mean, I I guess it's not really our age because really anybody can um you know, listen to our music and get something from it. Um Sunflower Daisies, that's that's our second most popular song. And um it literally has like no cussing, you know, it's not like it's literally just talking about a girl that's you know, my sunflower, my you know, my daisy. And, you know, honestly most of our songs are about a girl. Um because that's what's aren't they all yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's honestly um what's uh popular nowadays too is singing about a relationship or talking about a relationship
2: yeah one of the biggest artists to come up within the past like four years he actually just um passed away in December Juice World. oh my god his first album was an album that he wrote after a breakup and he just talked about uh depression drug addiction to like deal with it in in his
1: most popular song he used um uh, Sting's, uh, guitar, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it was, um, you know, like, I forget what it's called, um, something heart, yeah, yeah, it's like, love of my heart, or something, the shape of my heart, shape Shape of my my heart, heart. yeah, he sampled um, shape of my heart, yeah, and it's called lucid dreams, um, and that's like his most popular song,
2: yeah, like, some of his lyrics were like, I still see your shadows in my room, can't Can't take take back the love that that I gave you." you, So it's just like... To
1: the point where I love and I hate you, but I cannot change you, so so I must replace you.
2: you. It's like, there is such a big group that can relate to those lines. And those lines convey such, like, an emotion that some people can't verbally say. Like, if someone asks, like, what's wrong? Like, what do you think about? They're not going to say, like, oh, I can't take back the love I gave that girl. Like, I feel like I love and I hate her and stuff. Like, a lot of people won't say that. But if they're by themselves, they'll put their headphones in and listen to that music and it almost gives them a feeling of they're not the only one. Yeah. Even though, for me personally, I've gone through some of the stuff I rapped about, I've gone through. But some of the stuff I rap about, it's my friends that have told me their stories. And I, I don't like blatantly call them out and name them in my songs but I'll rap about their experiences that they've and told right, me and right. stuff. And then
1: some of our songs are like completely fantasies like our um, song that we're about to release is called GT500. It's literally just
0: talking about whipping around in a GT500. Like, yeah. yeah. I was just about to ask yeah. you if is there it, it seems you know when you talk about relationships it always seems like it it's bad. Yeah. You know, you know. And but it, it, sometimes especially since being a musician uh a lot of times for me i mean i'm not against good lyrics there's plenty of songs that i i I love the lyrics but the lyrics are always secondary for me Mm -hmm. you know if if the music doesn't appeal to me i could care less what they're saying yeah you know i mean to me the lyrics are just a reason to have the vocalist there now i like great vocals but let's let's you know that's and of course, I'm a guitar player, so naturally, I'm going to think that. Yeah. But having said that, I'll tell you some of the songs that I love the most are the ones that are just hysterical, you know, just mm-hmm. just fun for the sake of being fun, you know. And uh, not I'm not necessarily meaning a party song or something, but just you know, uh, a song that that is really just. A joke or something like that. To me, it doesn't always have to have some deep meaning. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't think, but I think I, I think sometimes musicians take themselves way too seriously. That's very true. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude. I mean, uh, you're not writing symphonies here. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to down anybody's art. I mean, mm. I, uh, now I've I've spent a lot of time. Kind of being negative on on the hip hop thing, but I got to tell you, I I I know a guy. I know several people like this, and they love the the essentially the death metal. Yeah. Now, I'm a guitar player. I can't know you don't like it. (laughs) I cannot. I can't. I can't. I just can't. Yeah. Because to me, uh... It's just what's not the, what's the, well, it, it's to you. not only is it not—it's not just musically, not a musically appealing. I can't understand anything now. I, I yeah. just said mm. that sometimes the lyrics don't have to have deep meaning, yeah. yeah, and that they're almost secondary to me. But at the same time, you got a guy on there sounding like he's Cookie Monster gargling yeah. razor blades. And, I got a problem with yeah, that. Yeah, and and that's yeah. actually what our band is like.
1: You know, I'm the vocalist. Yeah. And, and it took me a while to figure out how to do those types of vocals, but, you know, I finally got it down, and, and that's the kind of stuff that we do. Is that And heavy. understand
0: I'm not slamming yeah, yeah, you yeah. for it. I'm simply saying that to me, Yeah. as if you're trying to get across a lyric, whether it's deep or even just whipping around in a, in a sports yeah. car, yeah. <laughs> you know, or on a motorcycle or something like that, it's got to make some kind of sense. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's where I'll give I'll give the rappers credit on that because at least you can understand yeah, yeah. everything that they're saying. You may not See, want to all the time, but you know. With, whereas I, I can't I yeah, can't. Yeah. The
2: thing yeah. the thing that helps me write is I kind of pick a story, like I pick a story in my head, or like I think of a story, and I just find a way to put rhymes together to tell the story. Right. Yeah. Pretty much because one of our songs, trying to get you, it's about. Us or you as a person, whoever's listening, you go to like a party or and you meet this girl and she's not really like messing with you, she doesn't give you any time of day, like she doesn't talk to you, even though you try flirting with her. And then you go to another party, same girl's there, but this time, like you have like jewelry on, you have right, also you have a bunch of people with you, you have a bunch of other girls, and it's like one of the lines in the song, it's really emphasized because it's. It's why this why why Why? Yeah, there's there's this repetition that goes on in the beat where it cuts off and then it just repeats the same thing four times for a whole bar. And I mixed it to where he he ends up saying he's like, Why? And then the beat is like doom 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 and it keeps going so it's like why, 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 why? Why didn't you notice me? like the maybe first time my he's like maybe he was, and it's like why didn't you notice me the first time and then right. it's like you notice me the second time but maybe it's just because i'm wearing jewelry and like maybe all these other girls are around girls, me, me and That's stuff like that for
1: you to notice
2: me and it's like it's just a story to tell because yeah. it's not really about like that song isn't like about like a relationship or anything it's just like it's like your own thoughts it's kind of like a yeah. song about someone's thoughts Like about why didn't she notice me? Why does she notice me? All of a sudden now. And we've all been there. Oh yeah, most definitely.
0: (laughs) Your generation, my generation, we've all been there. Um, Um,
1: Another thing though with the uh, the um, like deathcore metal, um, the um, appeal. I I feel like the the appeal um, for everyone else that does listen to it. um, You know me included. The reason why I like it, uh, especially the vocals is because it's, you hear it and you're like, you know, dang, like, you know, this sounds like, you know. Really, it makes you want to mosh. Yeah, it, it sounds like really heavy, you know, it's, it, it, it makes me want to, you know, like, like you know, go crazy and stuff like that. And that's probably, because I know people personally that don't listen to the music, but love going to those concerts just because um, they're hearing the music and they're like, yeah, you know, like I can message people up at the mosh pit, you know, I can jump around and have fun with everybody, stuff like that. And that's that. I'm pretty sure that's why people like the music. Um, I, at least that's why I like it. It's just because it's yeah. it's the type of music where where it just makes me want to go like crazy. It's just f- full energy. Whenever yeah. I'm on stage, especially at this performance March seventh, you know I'm I'm definitely gonna go crazy on the stage. While I'm
2: yeah, we seated. actually had a friend from work, uh, where we both work at, he came to our performance to see us open, and
1: he doesn't listen to metal.
2: Yeah, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't listen to metal at all, and especially. Because the type of metal and rock that they play is such a specific genre it's of, punk. Like punk. Well,
0: I think maybe that they, 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 they want the kind of counterbalance, yeah. you know? Are you
1: familiar yeah. with the song Psychovision? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either, but I just remember, like, literally hearing that song while they oh, performed God. it. And, like, I was, like, literally going crazy. I was like, yo, I've never yeah. heard this before, but this is lit, you know? Careful, I don't want
0: to have to pay royalties, yeah. okay? <laughs> but, um... <laughs>
2: our friend from work he's he's actually a rapper he likes rap so he came to see us he was like yeah i'll check the boys out i'll come i'll come see y'all and we told him we were like you can leave if you want after us but if you want to like see like a different side of music that maybe you haven't ever listened to before maybe you should stay and then he actually got there and he was like oh you guys got drinks and everything he was i'm gonna stay so he actually stayed and then they started playing and i'm over here like doing my own stuff after our performance And they're going on, because they just went on right after us. Right. So I'm still getting my stuff together, putting stuff away, setting everything off to the side. And then I turn around, and our friend that's, like, super into rap, he makes his own rap music from work. I see him just jumping to the mosh pit and he starts moshing when everyone yeah. jumps right, around. Right, right, right. And then he's like going up and recording them and stuff right. like on stage and like he's jumping up with the crowd and stuff. Yeah, And he,
0: he, and he came that. up to
2: us after. He was like, man, I don't listen to metal music, but I had fun with that stuff.
0: Like, And, you know, it's funny that you say that. You mentioned I was going to actually talk about this a little bit. So I'm just going to touch on it because I know we're getting ready to wind down. But mm-hmm. um, I, I started getting into watching these YouTube videos where <laughs> Uh, people that you would not normally think like get into metal, yeah. and they're yeah. reviewing metal albums because you know some of these oh, guys. I've seen that. You know, yeah. I mean, there's several different ones. Like, there's a like bunch of hop heads. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're and they're they're they because now they're they're hearing this stuff fresh. They're not, you know, they only maybe they know the name, you know like you said Metallica. You know, they only know the name. They they've heard the name, but they've never heard the music. Yeah. And then they go back and they listen to the classics. You know, like. Yeah. Master of Puppets and they're like or one or one and they're like or or they see like Eddie Van Halen doing his live solo or they see Stevie or Yvonne that's a big one you know and they're mm. like why haven't I heard this? Yeah. yeah why haven't I heard this? and I think there's a myriad of reasons but yeah. I, I noticed the rea- and the reaction on their faces seems to be pretty genuine Yeah, and that they're looking and they're like this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And yeah. it's like... They develop like an a, a appreciation for yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, you know, clearly this, you know, like and you, I watch these guys and they're looking at Stevie Ray Vaughan and they're like, I don't know what he's doing, but how can anybody do that? Or, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they listen to Metallica and they're like, y- you know, like when they listen to Master Pup Puppets, like, well they're obviously talking about drugs you know they're obviously talking you know in that song but I mean that's powerful mm-hmm. you know they, yeah. they they're 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 catching the the, the the power they're catching and that's great i, I I'm glad to see that because then it, it, it you know they're like I've been so immersed in this mm-hmm. that I've totally missed this yeah
2: that's that that was kind of my goal because when I talked to him, I told him to stay because with me, I have an appreciation for all types of music. Like, there's days where I'll, I'll listen to like Clair de Lune by like Claude de, Debussy and stuff like, classical piano, and then I'll listen to jazz or I'll listen to metal. Or I'll listen to so you got country. a wide palette, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like my Spotify is nothing but country, jazz, classical, rap, which is metal. so funny
0: because <clears throat> it's so funny because that's not where. I've heard a lot of metal artists will say, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, I play metal, but
2: they don't listen to it. I,
0: I'm like, you know, I, I, I just need a break from it because, you know, yeah. especially in a band that's a touring band, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, you, Holy you know, God. you're, you're, you're playing it, you're rehearsing it, you're writing it, you're, you're playing it on tour night after night after yeah. night, you know. I even get that. I mean, there have been yeah. times I. I remember, you know, I used to drive long distance um, up to Ohio, and I'd, you know, I'd be, you know, tape after tape, and then eventually I'd be like, man, I'm punch drunk, you know, I just need to, I need something different, yeah, and, you know... I'd pop on a country station or I'd pop on believe it or not I'd pop on a southern gospel station and I'm not a big fan of it even though I was raised yeah. on it I'm not a big fan of it but I was just like <laughs> man I just gotta have something different
2: yeah that's why I try to like if someone tells me cause normally when I meet someone I ask them like what type of music do you listen to who's your favorite artist and if they tell me like oh I really listen to this and stuff and I tell them like my taste in music and they're like oh I don't really like that then I'll try and just show them some songs and like I try and build a, I try and build in them like an appreciation for that genre because that's my biggest thing is like if someone really loves music and especially someone that loves to make music then I feel like you should have an appreciation for all forms of it.
0: But you know appreciation there is a difference between appreciation and like. Yeah. yeah. Because Yeah. I you know I mean and there's even rock artists that I can appreciate yeah. but I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah, that's if my you... biggest thing like I, I don't want them to try and like the genre I just want
2: them to understand why people like that right, genre right yeah I can see, and I can see that that's what I well that's kind I of why
0: I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to interview mm-hmm. you and Nate I wanted and I say interview I want to have a conversation with you yeah that's the reason why is because see you know I invested I invested time and, and, and effort in you yeah to go apply music and I even told you I said look you know do do with it do something with it you, yeah. you know and you are you're just not exactly doing it the way that i would have necessarily envisioned yeah. i'm not saying that's bad i'm just saying that that's you know hey cut me some slack yeah a, you know yeah and,
1: I, and literally the stuff that you've showed me i still use
0: to yeah this you day. use it and yeah. and 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 you you apply it you just your vision is different from mine yeah there's nothing wrong with that and so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation is to kind of have a meeting of the minds because it's very clear that you guys are hitting something. You 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 you're you're you've managed to at least generate a buzz. There there there's something about that, that people are digging. Yeah. And so you know, you can't ignore that and plus, you know, I kind of wanted to I kind of wanted to help you know, give you a little, yeah. You know, with, you know, with all my two listeners, yeah. Uh, you know, but now as we wind down, I, I, I kind of do. There's a couple things that I like to, I like to do. Okay. Uh, to to start winding down. Uh, number one, uh, I have a pet peeve of the episode. All right. Gotcha. And since I'm, I have yeah. I'm not doing a monologue now, so. Since I I have guests, uh co hosts, if you will. Yeah. Um, why don't you kinda tell me what your pet peeves are? Uh or give me give me one pet peeve.
2: Well that was the one that I was talking about earlier with releasing music that I feel like I didn't put enough emotion into. Yeah. But one big pet peeve is like loud chewers or like people oh that my chew with their mouth. God, with don't even get me started. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, sorry.
0: I I'm sorry guys. I didn't mean to uh, do
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's like loud if it's like a table of us. Like there's times where we go out to eat with our friends and I just want to like look at one <laughs> of them and just be like, "Yeah. Please. Stop.
1: <laughs> Stop now."
2: You you should write a song about loud chewers.
1: Yeah. yeah. Facts. All right, what about you? Um so you uh you know I vape. Um I hate it whenever people ask for my vape and then literally hit it dry and then give it back to me. My coils burn, burn or, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, or I tell him, I'm like, you know, t- go easy on it because then I have to go and then pay 25 uh, to $20 t- on a new bottle of juice, a new pod, whatever. And I'm like, dude, like and it is the most annoying thing ever because like everybody I hang out with is nicotine fiends yeah. and you know, I mean, just have the decency to save me some because it's it's mine, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that.
2: Yeah. Even though I don't vape. But like, so. I, don't, I, don't I, have a, I don't have a problem sharing it. It's just if I give it to you. Give it back. And you give it back to me. Like, not even if you, like, give it back. If I give it to you and you vape on it a little while, like, I don't really mind. Like, but if I let you vape it for a while and I get it back with, like, no juice and it's, like, half burnt. And just ruined like yeah. Or I'm if have, I give it to
1: somebody and then they just give it to somebody else, somebody else, somebody I can't find my yeah. vape. I'm like, yo, come on now.
2: Yeah, like some people they like just ignore you, like I'll give it to you and be like, Okay, give it back or like you can give it to him and then they're just like, Okay. And then like they give it and I'm like, make sure I get that next back. Next sure you know it's in China somewhere. Yeah, but then like <laughs> I'll get I'll give it to someone, I'll be like, Hey, let me get that back right after you and then I get caught up doing something and then the person just walks off with it and then like next thing you know, like The
0: whole room is, like, hitting it, and I get it back, and it's just ruined. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my pet peeve for the episode, and this kind of happened, because, you know, I I got here tonight, and then I'd forgotten some gear, so I had to go back to the house. Well, um, actually, the situation wasn't turned out to be not exactly as it seemed, but this leads to a pet peeve. When I got back to my housing area, as I was going in the entrance, there was two cars. Okay, you, you got enough, there was enough room actually for three cars to go, you know, on Calista circle there. Yeah. But uh, the, uh, there was two cars facing out, like they were going to leave, and they would park next to each other. And one guy was like talking to the other, and I pull in. There was plenty of room for me to pull in, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. But and as it turned out, as I was leaving, one of the cars was gone, and the other one had its hazards on, which meant that that car was broke down and it was a problem. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily bother me, but what it does bother me is when I see people like you drive down the road. It could be your neighborhood, or you drive down the road. And so and so's gotta to talk to the other one and they're right in the middle of the road yeah. and they can see traffic's coming. Yeah. But they're gonna continue their conversation. Exactly. And they're gonna block the road. Yeah. And you're you're there. You know. Yeah. And you know, sometimes people okay, bye, and they you know, they'll part ways and it's yeah. no big deal. But they'll yeah. stand they'll just sit there yeah, it's, in their cars. Yeah. It's like, look, okay, this is a public street. Yes. I'm trying to get somewhere. If you guys want to talk, pull off to the side and yeah. have your chat.
1: And that's just Fayetteville
0: Drivers for you. Period. Well, it They're, is. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, my yeah. gosh. So that's my, that's my <laughs> pet peeve of the episode. Now, uh, the next thing I have is the artist, an artist of the episode. And, again, I'm going to defer to my guests to, to go first. And if there was an artist that you would – you know, at this moment, had to pick as maybe your influence, or not necessarily influence, but just somebody that is a bright, shining star to you. Someone that, if you were on a desert island, you could not live without their music or the. And it, and it, and it, it could be alive or dead. It's just. Mm, your that's... your artist is just and and I mean I know that everybody has you know since I since I have a podcast yeah. I have a different artist these yeah. times. but just you know if if they were to throw out a name right now someone if to say name an artist that you just absolutely have who would it be Danger Incorporated Danger Incorporated yes sir is that, is that both of you right yeah. yes yeah. okay so all right real quick tell me why
2: they are. The most unique people I've ever I swear. heard. swear, and uh, they just—they created a sound that I don't think can be replicated, even if someone tried for yeah. years to try yeah. and replicate it. It's—it's it's just they're a, just crazy.
1: Yeah, they're a duo. Um, just like me and Adam. Uh, we've actually
2: we've actually been texting them a little bit.
1: Yeah, we've uh we've actually gotten contact with them, um, and uh, they're from Atlanta, and they, um weren't really popular whenever we were listening to them but now they're starting to get yeah. pretty
2: you know up there i think when i found them they had like fifty thousand listeners and now they're at like half a million right now wow. no. oh no, no
1: no they're at like a million now i just checked their spotify Yeah,
2: and they're about to start their first tour and we're actually going to go meet them in carborough and go to their performance and stuff probably get to talk to them a little bit yeah
1: since we've been texting them and stuff
0: well um it's cool i think um my artist, uh, now, you mentioned a duo, and you guys are a duo. Yeah. Well, I'm going to mention a duo. My uh, my artists, artists, if you will, and again, I'm going to be showing my age, but you want to talk about diverse. Steely Dan. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Walter Becker and uh, Donald Fagan um, were, they had. They had done something. You talk about doing something different. They were kind of blues and jazz and pop and avant-garde and kind of, I mean, you know, I was, when I first heard them, I was 12, 13, 14, somewhere around in there. Yeah. And I started hearing every time their songs came on, it sounded different than the rest and I mean I liked some of the rest and stuff like yeah. that but Steely Dan came on uh, there was just something about their music that just like this stuff's great why is it on here yeah you know it it, it was and basically they were two guys and they they, they built a band around them but on, the, on their music uh, cause they stopped touring and um, so what they would do is they would write the songs, and then they would, like, if they wanted a guitar solo, they would they would get five different guitar players in there yeah. to do their version of a solo, and not one didn't hear the other, and then they would pick from the one. So often the artist didn't know that he made the track until it was it. until he heard it on the radio. Yeah, and yeah. so. Uh, there was this. Uh, there was this. Uh, they they were a duo that did also. They were, they were they were they were really kind of what you described. They were they were different. Yeah.
1: yeah. Even
0: even amongst the the pop and rock stuff, and they were like that until uh, uh, Becker died yeah. um, a couple of years ago, and uh, so that would be my. And and by the way, remember I mentioned Toto, right? Yeah. Well, some of those studio musicians that played with uh, Steely Dan mm-hmm. were also some of those musicians that oh. they were all they were all over those records. Yeah, Diana Ross. I bet, man. Uh, Stevie Wonder. It's like an all-star all, team. Just, oh, yeah. I mean, these, that's how they made their money, dude. I've been mean, telling you. So, that's that's my artist of the episode. Now, in wrapping this up, is there any events that you guys want to promote? Is there something coming up? And in- um, March 7th, uh,
1: we'll be um, performing our... Uh, deathcore metal stuff um, at the warehouse um, and that with Crooked Cult again with Crooked Colt, yeah, with Occult, and that's gonna be um, if you know where Roland's Dance uh, studio is uh-huh. um, yep. it's literally connected to that it's right behind that it's uh, 310
0: Hope Mills Road so And is that the only event you got coming up? Um, as of right now, yes.
1: But we could be going somewhere soon, but we're not sure, so we're not going to say anything.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, that's fine. Um... Now, is there, is there anything that you could mention that you've got that is in the works? You know, maybe you, you have... I know you kept mentioning an album. Is this... Is, um, you know, are you in process? How close is it to being done? It's or?
1: not anywhere close to being done. Uh, the album is called Toxic, and that's because the main song on the album is called Toxic, and that song is...
2: And you guys are toxic. No, I'm just
1: kidding. No, that song is literally going to be fire. Like, it's
2: like five or six minutes long. But it is so good.
1: It's like great. It's literally like our masterpiece, probably. Oh, wow. and then um, okay.
2: Yeah, we're working on a track called... Uh, GT500. That, and then another track that... The track that we're recording I can't Sunday blame you. is... I can't blame you.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and, gentlemen, uh, I have had a really, really good time talking yeah, to you. Yeah, me too. And I hope that... Sometime, maybe after the album's done, or something like that, you'll we can do this again and yeah, we can yeah. talk more and yeah. you know. Um, I know I did. I, I know it kind of sounded like an interview, and I really didn't intend it for that. Mm-hmm. Well, me. I mean, I'm, I'm, o- I, o- I'm okay
2: with that. You man. know, yeah, it's fine.
0: But I, you know, I really, I, you know, I know you guys are pretty lively and 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 you know, you're, you're really funny. Well, nate's sometimes funny. <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes. And uh, but you know, and I want you to kind of. I, I, I want you to feel, you know, yeah. loose and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe next time we can just, you know, what I'd like to do, um, if we can, is maybe next time maybe what we can do is we can have some, you know, albums, artists, and you know, maybe an artist album or a single or, or songs or something like that. Maybe we can do, like, a list of, of like, uh, influential stuff and see see where we diverge yeah. and see where we yeah. where we meet. I mean, you know, yeah. you mentioned Metallica a lot and you know, we certainly you know, we certainly converge mm-hmm. on that. And, you know, maybe we can do something like that, an album review or yeah. you know, something just just chill or maybe you know after you've had a couple shows under your belt you know we can talk about some experiences or something oh, like yeah. that and see yeah. is see what kind of stories you yeah. guys come up yeah. with so yeah, we'll um, what happens. well uh guys i appreciate you joining me on uh, yeah thank you and and again the name of your band gerson kenos okay i'm gonna have to go back and listen just so i can yeah <laughs> you know all right and um most of our fans mispronounce it. Uh, they, that's they, all right. Call they don't know our cannons. <laughs> they don't really
2: know it well, we they don't ask speak you. French, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but at any rate, uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me on. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having us. Thoughts from a lawnmower, and uh, I hope that uh, you'll join me again. And I also hope that those of you listening will uh, go listen to my friend. Uh, Mike Bost, who you heard on my second, third, my third episode. Um, And I'm trying to find, I had it up here, and I'm trying to find, okay, here it is. His podcast is called The World As I See It with Mike Bost. And I hope that uh, those of you who are listening to my podcast will go and listen to him. He, He should be up and running before the end of the month. I believe, and I believe he'll be on both Podbean and Anchor. And so, thank you all for tuning in, and I hope we uh, created some new fans. And uh, I hope that uh, this will help you guys move along. And thanks a lot for joining me. All right, guys.